Welcome to the Plexus Education Leadership Podcast Series. Today, we have Addison Davis, Superintendent of the Hillsborough County School District, as our guest. Hillsborough County Schools are headquartered in Tampa, Florida, and are the seventh largest school district in the United States, with over 220,000 students, 25,000 employees, and a budget of over $4.3 billion. Welcome again, everyone, to the Plexus Education Leadership Podcast. I'm David Linevers, the Vice President of Plexus, and I'm very happy to have our special guest, Superintendent Addison Davis from Hillsborough County Schools. And if you're not familiar with that area, it's in the Tampa Bay area, home of Tom Brady. I know more than Tom Brady. And uh, I, I was going to say something to you about the Bucks the other day, losing. They just having a tough time. You know, it was it was a really rough to watch. You know, the last couple <laughs> weeks we've kind of struggled. But, you know, the good thing is, is you know, lose early, win late. That's the mentality we're trying to, to, to take place in Cham- – I call it Champa Bay. Champa Bay. Oh, I like Champa it. Bay with lightning. You got the, the Rays, the Bucks. It's, it's a really cool place, neat place to, to live, learn, raise a family, and to get an education. Absolutely. I mean, it's funny when someone like that brings notoriety to an area and now everyone wants to be there, right? That's right. It's really, it's a, it's a cool deal. I mean, you get a chance to, we've got a chance to, to have good interactions and, um, but more importantly, it just brings a community together. And that's what education is yeah. all about is, is everyone holistically working in collaboration for the same goals, which is to make certain we have a, we, we leave this place better than, than we started. That's true. That's true. Now I have to ask Hurricane Ian preparations. I mean that, you know, when I think about what you have to do to prepare for something like that, and then you look at the devastation in an area that could have been just slightly North. It's incredible to think about. So in the prep, how do you do it? I mean, you know what, you know, we, we are, you know, we are blessed that um, we didn't get that uh, direct impact. You know, it, you know, it doesn't, we don't take away the seriousness, the seriousness of what Ian did to, yeah. down, you know, Fort Myers, Lee County, Collier County, Charlotte County areas and our thoughts and prayers are with them and their families. But, you know, the, the preparation is, is continuous. It's, it's relentless. And, um, you know, we still we close school for the entire week to make certain to open up 61 shelters for our communities. We serve oh, wow. you know close to 9,000 evacuees. There's a wow. lot of prep time and coordination, and that uh, we have to work with our local EOC and the the county in order to set up shelters. And these are not general shelters; these are shelters for special needs, shelters for families, shelters for mm-hmm. pets, shelters for first responders ought to be able to make certain that we holistically provide opportunities for for our community and those in the surrounding communities that potentially may be impacted. But at the same token, being able to, you know, uh, be respectful to our employees and our community so they can prepare as we close as we had to close schools. And our team are, was remarkable through this process. And awesome. our, you know, the biggest thing is our rapid response teams after the storm, which we, uh, you know, we had 110 mile per hour winds. They were the rapid response teams were immediate. You know, they were removing debris. They were looking at electrical, working with our our, our local providers, looking at roof leaks, anything that would impede the opening of school for the following week. And um, you know, I'm so happy for them. You know, we we fed over. You know, provided like 41,000 meals for the evacuees in a short period of time. So, wow. You know, it's um. It, you know, for us, to, we had uh, limited damage and they were, you know, but just to look at what happened, we sent a team down to Lee County who couldn't, you know, is just starting to get back of uh, a suite of engineers, of electricians, of uh, maintenance oh, workers, awesome. of 
of cut, uh, cut teams, of plumbers, you name it, we of IT personnel to go down there to be able to just allow them to stand up their schools and remove some of the um, the barriers they've had. So, you know, and one thing we've done in, in Florida, we continue to work together because uh, it, it can happen to us. And I know they extend their hands true. to what we did to them. That, that's really true. I know Aaron mentioned that when I was talking to her and just connecting to set you up about the team going down there. And I would imagine if they're talking what they've seen, it's gotta be bad. Yeah, it, it was bad. I mean, front offices were destroyed. Oh, you couldn't man. get into car rider lines or bus riding lines because the debris were down, marquees were down, uh, classroom uh, were, were caved in and, you know, it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking to see, but it's so rewarding that we had 16 individuals willing to leave their families in a time to go help others. And that just talks about, you know, who these individuals are and what kind of culture has been built in Hillsborough. That's true. That's true. And you've been there, is it three years now? At Hillsborough? Three years. It feels like 30 years. You know, my first, <laughs> I, I started, I started the first uh, week of COVID and we had to, shut down you know oh, that's right 50 oh. plus schools twenty-five thousand employees and 220 plus thousand students and um you know we we had some fun with that but uh, we learned we we grew and uh, we've gotten better of how to serve children through that process you know it, at the time um plexus we were talking to university of uh, south florida about working with them and i remember getting a message from a guy named Glenn Besterfield who works over there, one of the professors. He's like, hey, we're in deep pandemic planning. Sorry, we'll have to talk later. Which, you know, when you think about it, that's mm -hmm. just incredible, that switch. Everyone had to just switch and go. And I'm sure your team is amazing at working with you to make all this happen, aren't they? You know, you're only as good as your next hire. And, you're, and this team in Hillsborough has been so rewarding to work with. And they've responded so well. We were building the airplane while I was in the air when the COVID hit. So, you know, we got to a part where now we've uh, we've, we've kind of galvanized uh, to know each other's strengths. And we have better acceleration now. But um, oh, you know, they, they work hard and they continue to work hard. And they continue to, to keep up and deal with me, which I think sometimes is difficult. But... <laughs> you know, we, we, we try to be we try to be relentless in our approach and take the most ambitious strategies we can and just drive it for children. So I'm just proud of this organization. True, it is about the kids, right? Supporting the teachers every day to the know, kids. It's our students in our workforce and our teachers have been remarkable and our school based leaders have been remarkable and district staff. So, you know, without them, it doesn't happen. And uh, yeah. you know, they just show that value and care every single day and not just through words, but through actions. And that tells the story. That, that's true. That's true. You know, your, your position, I, I had a podcast earlier uh, this morning with a superintendent from Vermont and she shared that she always wanted to be a superintendent. And it was funny. She's like, I think it's because I was the oldest and like her goal in life was to be a superintendent with yeah. your journey to superintendent. Is that something that you expected? Was that one of your mission goals? You know what, uh, you know, coming in into education, I always wanted to be a principal. I knew that that was a part I get a chance to look at multiple facets of connecting with the community, connecting mm -hmm. with students, helping mold their lives, and also being able to provide and build the capacity and work alongside some great educators. And as I transitioned to do that, uh, you know, I got a chance to see the impact that a superintendent of schools gets the chance to make. And we get a chance to, to drive the, the work in the seventh largest school district in the nation. It's yes. So it's so rewarding. I mean, I've learned a lot, been through a lot. And um, 
But, you know, for, for me, it's it's a great role to be able to have such great impact and community impact. But I got to say, the greatest job ever is being a principal. You have multiple facets to be able to connect to. It's it, for me, it's a, it's a it's a it was a special place in, in my journey. That, that's awesome. You know, the principles are truly magic, aren't they? They are. I mean, they create magical moments every day. And, um, you know, every day they drive up and park and, you know, turn the car off. Uh, we, they always have a plan. It's always hijacked. And, uh, you know, the unique, <laughs> the unique perspective of the work comes, up, comes along. But, you know, they, they are fixers. They are our healers. They nurture. They drive. And, uh, you know, they're, they're sensitive. So they yeah. do a really good job uh, having multiple um, facets of leadership to be able to, to, to obtain and move the needle educationally. Yeah, I've always loved working with the principals throughout my career on so many different levels. And um, just listening to the principal of my my daughter's school in Carmel, California, talk and just get up there and just be present, like, yeah. be available, be that's able right. to talk and and take the criticism too. Like that's job. You said it well is the accessibility and the visibility are major and and, yeah. and we have to be able to recognize that. While we everything the the every decision we make we we make it with the best information that we have, and we make it then to for twofold to be able to positively impact students and protect the working conditions of adults. But we also have to be yeah. able to be um, knowledgeable enough that we can't do this in isolation. We're never going to have all the right answers, and, uh, and this is why advocacy groups, the organizations, pockets of your your workforce in the community have to be at the table to be problem solvers as we lead this as we lead this work every day. You know, there there I did a podcast with a group out here called Innovate Education and their advocacy group. And their goal is to help empower parents, right? To talk to you. Sure. And and you interact, like you said, you interact with groups like that all the time, I'm sure, because having people at the table helps you do your job better, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, the more voices you can get, the more, you know, the, the continuous uh, or systemic validation or, yes. you know, or, or those that raise their hands and say, you know what, let's rethink this. I mean, it just makes us stronger. And you just, you know, you, you've got to surround yourself with people who are, who are brilliant people who um, who lead egos at the door, but those who really genuinely want to roll their sleeves up, put their shoulder to the wheel, and openly make a difference. And um, you know, we've done a really good job in the, in the three districts I've worked in with being able to build systemic teams where in cohorts and advocacy groups that really want to make a difference. And um, you know, overall, all of these advocacies, all of our work employees, they just mm-hmm. want to. They want to feel there's a sense of belonging, right? And yeah. uh, that every yes. member of every member that is, plays an active role in education, they just feel part of this community and that they're valued and invited to the table. So, right. you know, we just want to make certain that's continuous, especially in Hillsboro. But for those who are listening, it, it is so important. Even those who you believe are not aligned with your ideology, who cares? Let them at the table because. There's value that everyone brings to make us stronger and better educators every day. Uh, you know, I love hearing that. There's, it, it makes me think of a podcast I did a few weeks ago with Bo Griffin out of Millington Public Schools yeah. near Memphis, and he 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 loves the opportunity to talk about what they're doing to take away the misconception 
and the perception yeah. of what it really means to be a superintendent and also the schools. And you have that opportunity every day to talk about that, don't you? That's right. I mean, absolutely. And it's a, it's a lonely job some days, but it's such a, <laughs> it's a, it's a rewarding job. And, um, you know, while we've done the, yeah. you know, in this role, you know, my job is to be a downfield blocker for my employees and not let any social or political complexity yep. penetrate our classrooms and just really focus on kids and focus on the well-being of creating that positive culture and, um, you know, and understanding our staff, you know, figuring out, you know, right. are they, are they in a thriving mentality? Are they struggling? Are they suffering? And looking at the, the elements of their well-being, you know, what's their career well-being? What's their aspirations? What's their social well-being? What's their financial well-being? Mm-hmm. What's their physical well-being and community well-being? And, and just knowing, knowing those, um, you know, knowing that information at a pulse and being able for us to make informed decisions and to remove any type of biases and, and just work alongside them where they just feel partners. That's true. You say something I, I love talking and being and listening to the key thing, you know, informed decisions. I know as a superintendent, you have data and you have qualitative and you have the community, which we talked about already, how to make informed decisions with your data. I mean, number one, you're incredibly diverse district. Sure. I mean, I was looking at the the breakdown. It's amazing with the, the, the differences in the people. It's just incredible opportunity there. All the data available at your fingertips. Where, where how do you put all that together to make your decisions yeah. and work with your yeah. board to yeah, it's, a, it's actually a, it's a great question um, <laughs> we are a really rich diverse uh you know community and we celebrate that every single day you know yeah. our hispanic population is our greatest population and you know we we have got to be able to continue to look at analytics about how we move every pocket every facet of our of our learners along the way i mean in the last two and a half years in three years we've, we've been tremendously successful to be able to look at multiple data sets to triangulate, to look at progress monitoring assessments, to look mm. at statewide assessments, to look at formative some of assessments, and look at informal formal walkthroughs to identify trends and patterns of implementation, to really right. define what tier one, tier two, and tier three instruction looks like, to have a beautiful instructional framework model, to have great success uh, with support mechanisms, with academic services, real live real-time coaching in the classroom for to maximize moments of learning. And we've seen, we moved from number 35 in the state academically, the number 19, the highest ever in Hillsborough County. And Congratulations, by the way, yeah, that's huge. That's, that's major work of our Oof, team. And absolutely. Also eliminated 28. We had the largest number of DNF schools in the state, 28, and we eliminated from 28 to five in the, in the last three years. And then we had the largest number of persistently low-performing schools, 39, and we moved that to 18. So there's been some really cool work taking place, but, you know, our work's not done. We have right. got to do a better job with hiring uh, teachers, support staff, leaders, cabinet mm-hmm. members, principals that look like our students. The majority right. of the students that we serve are, are black and brown, but the majority of our workforce is not. So, um, you know, just being able to – you know, not be afraid of the data, but also not being ambered with the data. Don't get lost in the data. Really right. focus on let it be a starting point in a vehicle to be able to address inequities within our district. So we've done a really good job of being surgical with that approach. And that just allows us and leads us to be successful every day. I like that. When one of my colleagues and I, we used to talk about being data informed, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, you, you hit the nail on the head with that. It's like using it to power what you do. And I would imagine with your teacher initiatives, you have university partnerships and pipeline partnerships you've developed. And, uh, you know, you have amazing schools all around you. And Florida is just a wealth of people and knowledge that way. Absolutely. I mean, we, we have, you know, public-private partnerships, also university partnerships. They, yeah. they are so important to us. And, um, and it's all about them being a, a champions to cultivate, you know, edu- you know, educator efficacy. And, you know, That's what right. we do to build things. Uh, you know, constructive teams that really look to be able to identify what's, you know, best practices look like, successful experiences look like, how we address challenges, what are areas of opportunity, how we maximize our strength, you know, what do we do to establish high expectations coupled with high supports and you know, we we do a really good job of leaning on um, you know, all of the collegial partnerships in, in, in the Tampa Bay region but also being able to lean on our master teachers and our master principals that have had and seen systemic organizational positive movement. So it's That's all true. about that, that atmosphere of care and positivity and, and leading with op, you know, optimism and, and just being champions of change, man. That's what we got to do. Don't be afraid. That's true. You know, I, I, you know for those That's who true. listen, and I, and I say this and, and you know, people can you know, follow me and say this and they'll probably validate it. Never be job scared, man. Do the right things for kids every single day and let everything else take care of itself. You know, I, I agree with that. And I I love that attitude because you're right. You know, as a university professional for years, admissions enrollment, right. You deal with paper, but those are people on those transcripts and that's a story. And every one of your students and families has that story and they're, and they're there for us to, to, love and take care of. I mean, I know I, I don't say that lightly either. Like yeah. loving people is really a holistic term for giving them the resources to do the best for what they can do for themselves. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Having absolutely. that team around it. Now I know um, Tampa Bay, like we were talking about earlier is one of the fastest growing counties, the Hillsborough yeah. County in the country, the explosive growth creates incredible opportunity. And I was looking through your budget. Was it $2.5 billion? Just a small budget. Four point three billion. Four point three. Okay, I looked at the wrong line. <laughs> You're like, don't undersell my budget, man. That's right, man. I mean, listen, man, every dollar, every cent counts. And it looks like you have new high school and the books to build, and you have all sorts of things coming down the pike that way. Yeah, it's just busting at the seams. You know, I said earlier, you know, Tampa and the Hillsborough region is is a place to to live, to raise a family, and and and, a, and an awesome place to to experience. We are growing, you know, every single day. We've got to build 18 schools in the next 15 years. And, you know, then you look at trying to find the funding to be able to do that and having the infrastructure in those particular areas to be able to do that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're trying to be innovative. I mean, right now we're trying to look at every one of our boundaries to make certain we're maximizing student stations within our school district to make sure we're fiscal responsible in that approach. But we are having to build left and right purchase property and, um, you know, there's no stopping what's going on in Tampa. I can tell you that right now. You know, the the momentum's there. The, um, you know, it's it's a fast play, fast paced place, but it, it's a big it's a big city. But everyone knows everyone. Everyone knows everything, and it's a it is one of the first. I want to say one of the first environments where you see an inclusive approach with with school board, school district, nice, okay, parents, community. 
um, uh, a community agencies, the chamber, uh, the, the tourism, they're, everyone's working in concert to better education. And, you know, in, in, in no one's jockeying for more power or more leverage or recognition the other, they're all doubling down on trying to be able to improve education. And I haven't been in many districts that are seeing many districts that, that have everyone rolling in the, you know, in, in the same direction, but Tampa, is, we're doing it right. And um, I'm proud of all the partners that we have. I, I love to hear that. The, the community involvement and engagement piece is so key because you're right. You need everyone at the table. It keeps coming back to that, doesn't it? Yeah. Everyone I mean, at the table. Everyone. I mean, like, listen, when we shut down for COVID, we had parent organizations and agencies and <laughs> because they were banging on the door, let us in. I'm like, we just can't. <laughs> it's a problem to have. That's a good problem to have. So finally, we had a chance to open the doors and they got a chance to let their hair down and roll their sleeves up and, and do some really cool work for children. And um, mm. it's so rewarding. So, you know, one thing we have is our CEOs and schools that we do we do annually where big CEOs come and they get a chance to, to, you know, mirror and shadow our principles and be able to identify nice. everything that they do every single day, the uniqueness of each individual school, you know, and identify how they can help fill the gaps. And this is just not a funding side of it, but more of a you know, what can we do for mentors? What can we do for tutoring? What can we do for aesthetics? What can we do for bringing other agencies, uh, you know, to, to task and, and to be an active partner? So it's, um, it's, it's really cool initiative. You know, that's smart to have the CEOs be part of that because their kids are in school. They love their community. They want to know where their tax dollars are going. I mean, there's so many things that help them be truly part of the solution. Absolutely. They have to be in the forefront of us. So, you know, we lean on them to lean on us and, um, you know, that partnership continues. It's, and it's just not a day partnership. These, these partnerships last forever. Yeah. So lots of memories to be able to uh, create and move forward with. You know, uh, what on the financial side, I, I was looking around again. I looked at Florida Palms, right? You're a trustee yeah. for Florida Palms. I was just kind of poking around going, what is this? I thought it was, first of all, I love the finance side because it's important because, you know, public institutions have limited funds and they try to do the best they can with it. And you're involved in that. I was, I was wondering if you could share a little bit about that, like how you're involved and what that does to help keep school funding and engagement high. You know, it is, uh, you know, Florida Palm just allows us to, me being an active partner, to just look at investments overall, how yeah. communities can particularly in, in invest, uh, organizations can invest in partnerships and to bring others involved in into to Florida school district. So, you know, we have many, many uh, investors that you know, around this nation invest in Florida education. And, you know, this is just one of the ways to, to have more avenues, more availability, just to be able to strengthen our work along the way. So um, I like Florida it. Palms, Florida Palms does a really good job with, with their work along, uh, you know, with uh, the trustees and um, they do really savvy financially, which is a, you know, really cool deal. So you know, <laughs> I, get, I get a chance to, to learn from them on many projects along the way that um, individuals get a chance to be able to look at, you know, partner into whether it's a design build or implement any kind of standardized uh, system and business practices. So it's, it's, you know, I've been a couple of years on there and we get a chance to learn a lot, a lot of high level work on there. And, um, you know, the, the board's really sophisticated. The reason I found it interesting is because those are the pieces that as a superintendent you do that we don't often think about, right? That 
the students and the teachers. Yes. Right. We know you're involved with that. You're a public lightning rod, right? Like everything goes to you, (laughs) no matter what you do. And those other things that you're, you're really building the community and the, the financial infrastructure and so much that power the County and the educational community all over beyond just the schools. You know what? One thing is the superintendent, you just, there, there's no such thing as just showing up and doing (laughs) the job from a, from an eight to five perspective. I mean, this, you know, one thing we understand is that school districts never sleep and that, uh, which means that we never sleep, but you know, you, you've got to sometimes remove yourself from being an, an educational leader to being a community civic leader and having a balance in between the two and trying to bridge those connections and, um, you know, just trying to you know, lead in a holistic perspective. So, you know, it's, very a, true. It's, it's, it's a really cool, it's, it's a really cool job. Um, you know, it's uh, you get a chance to learn different personalities within the community, different personalities in communities, different personalities, uh, even with boards, you know, you get a chance to, to learn and, and grow from them. So it's a, you know, it's, it's, you're part of the chamber, you're part of coalition, early learning coalition, you're part of the children's board, you know, there's so many different, um, you know, you're part of the FADS, which is the Florida School District Association, part of the Council of Great <laughs> City Schools Directors, trustees, I mean, it, it, it goes on, but you have to stay connected to these entities, right. because your finger has to be on the pulse about how to be able to focus on maintaining consistent, uh, expandable work, also being how you, you know, are scalable with being efficient with innovation. What are you doing to, you know, from a financial perspective? And I tell you, coming in, we had some financial hardships, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. my first, my first two months on the job, we recognized $150 million in the hole. And, you know, that was a part where in you know, November, 2020, I didn't know if we had money to be able to pay 25,000 employees. So, We've had to have a financial recovery plan and make some very hard, difficult decisions to get on track. But all of those connections and entities that I, I'm, I'm a part of have helped me scale through and make some business decisions to protect the organization. You know, you don't think about the $150 million hole you fill in. You're like, okay. I didn't read that in the fine print. <laughs> But you know what? I'm glad, you know, I went through some hardships for that and because we had to cut, you know, over a thousand positions and make yeah. some decisions. I never would have made a superintendent, but I am glad it was me, you know, in Hillsborough County, I'm the first hire outside of Hillsborough County in 50 years. So, you know, for me, it, it you know, for someone internally to be able to make those decisions, to be, it becomes more complex. So of for me to, you know, me to make those decisions, not that it wasn't, um, not that it wasn't, it was easy to make those decisions, but I could make some decisions that need to be made that maybe didn't have ties. And, uh, but now we're in a we financial recovery plan for the first time. And, you know, we're in, in a non-financial deficit in a decade. And, you know, that just talks about our team and their hard work to be able to see the vision and tie every expenditure to our strategic plan, which should be done every day. That's right. Right. Always tying back into those key results and what you have to measure and, so you can show, hey, this is what we've done and this is where we uh, want to go. Absolutely. You know, I, I appreciate just listening to you talk because you throw in bits of humor and, and you can tell like you love your job and working with people, just talking to you in these few minutes. I mean, it sounds like people and making this work is your passion through and through. It, it is. And, you know, I, 
you know, through all the, the hiccups we had early with some stuff we inherited in Hillsborough County, we're starting to get, we catch momentum. And, you know, it's just, it's a rewarding place to, to work. Uh, I, I love the Tampa region. I, I love our workforce and we're going to work every single day to be able to revolutionize this industry, to be able to come back and receive and obtain the glory days that Hillsborough County once was. And, um, I'm optimistic about it. Uh, you know, I'm a believer about it, and uh, we will follow action plans that allow us to see it come to fruition. That's there's so much to do there, so many opportunities, and just your high schools alone, 32 wow. high schools. Yeah, man, they, they they rock and roll. I mean, it's just looking at. I mean, I'm sure the just the competition between you know the rivalries just within Tampa itself and yeah. the schools. That's gonna be a lot of fun on a Friday night. The game. Yeah, I mean, we tell people we're talking about Friday night lights. We don't have to travel on Hillsborough. <laughs> we, got, we got so many high schools we can play each other, and there's high quality every day, every every oh, yeah. weekend. It's like playing in the SEC. Oh yeah. You know, it's um, oh, yeah. schools that just stack up, show up, and ready to go. We got Wharton High School, and they have 13 big Division One commits, and um, that, that, the, these these names and schools can just continue so just proud of our coaches what they do proud of our parents invested in their students and students investing in themselves to become a better self so that's what it's all about you know it, it's so fun to talk to you and time goes by quickly and i think i say this every podcast and i'm seeing myself say it just because there's so much going on with you and it's so fun to meet you and talk to you and and just get to know a little bit about your passion and also you're spending time doing this to talk more about what you do which is also part of being a superintendent. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Every day. We, listen, I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. And uh, anytime that we can talk about, you know, the work that we do and uh, the rewarding, remarkable work that, that our staff does. And I'm all in all the time. So I'm, I'm thankful for the board, thankful for our teachers, our support staff, our principals, assistant principals, district staff. They, they continue to be champions of change and they have, uh, you know, they have made me better, a better person better uh, leader better educator every day well i love hearing that um that you're the people around you make you a better leader because that's true that's so what we surround ourselves with people that truly lift us up and help us be better who we can be thank you for joining the plexus high school leadership podcast series if you'd like more information on this podcast or plexus please visit us at plexus.com forward slash solutions Thank you.